life in the land of the ice and snow. My name is Heather, and I'm here today with my co-host, Shayna. Hello. Hello. Our guest today is Karan, originally from India, but I get the idea that you've been here quite a while. Yeah, I've been here since 2007, so yeah. Ah. This is home now. I understand. <laughs> so what brought you here in the first place, or was Sweden your first stop? So <laughs> it was actually... Totally by coincidence, because I actually never wanted to leave India. I was moving abroad amongst even my peers of, uh, or my friends. was never one of the things I wanted to do. It so happened my father was a diplomat, so he moved to Sweden. Oh, wow. And <laughs> I came visiting, fell in love with the place, and I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. How does that work if your dad's a diplomat? Does he get like special housing? And did yeah, you get to th- did you get to live in one of those fancy houses? Is yeah, what that, I want that to know. I did for oh. two years. Mm. That, that I wouldn't complain about. Yes, over near uh, <laughs> your Gordon or um, in Saljabaden, oh. and then oh. in Tavi. I love Saljabaden. So yeah, two years so of, of luxury and then back love. to reality. Yeah. <laughs> Is a lot of like parties and hostings and socialites kind of stuff when you're that? Yeah, it is. It, it, it gets quite a bit, actually. We call them re- uh, representational dinners where yeah. you have to have like state guests and uh, those kind of things. And sometimes they can be quite over the top to have like proper like silver service. You need to have like staff that comes in to do the service. Wow. Like, the, the layout, like you have to. I remember like the Indian embassy made sure that every officer had like silver cutlery at home. <laughs> so it, it it was just yeah. So no the IKEA uh, no, kitchen no, stuff. No. No. no, maybe IKEA should make a diplomat like line. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> right? I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they probably do. Maybe yeah. What what was that like? Because what were you a teenager when you? No, were? I was much older. I was uh, ah, twenty three. Okay. I had, uh, just finished co- uh, university, and then uh, I was trying to figure out my way. And I ca- I came here, started. Um, I I studied hotel management, so so hotels was so coming to Scandinavia. I'm like, okay, like let's let's try something new. I I remember my first instance, like um, I was at Enco, and uh, at that point in time, uh, the head chef at Enco used to be Johansson Pettersson. He was the the coach for the Swedish like culinary team. Mm-hmm. Okay, so right, the and Swedish culinary team. Yeah. They have I. This is a whole world I know nothing about. So, uh, like, yeah. when you have com- uh, competitions at Paul Bocas, uh, Bocas Dior, yeah. and those kind of things, so you have an, actually teams from the countries that actually go for these events. Again, totally don't know. Th- there is, like, a Super food Olympics. Yeah. There's so m- there's something <laughs> for everything, isn't there? Food so Olympics. He, he's one of them. And then uh, for chocolatery, it used to be Tony Olson, who I think he is the one who, oh, if I'm not wrong, is the one who owns Kringle Gordon, which is one of the famous bakeries here in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. So I basically like reached through this guy's like, I didn't know how to work in a kitchen. I want to learn how to make this. He's like, I'm not looking for someone to hire. I'm like, just teach me. That's all I want. So I worked as an apprentice with him for a year, just learning how to... I, I had no experience in kitchens until, until then. You just talked to him and, and, and just got in? Got, yeah. I think that's the thing you're going <laughs> to learn about, Karen, is like, if you put him in front of someone, <laughs> like because he's sorted. I was I was looking up your work history today, and yeah. I was... Um, you've been a sous chef. I mean, you've, you really went up through just all of these different, like restaurant and and chef experiences mm. i would kind of like to hear a little bit about that uh so my husband is obsessed yeah. with top chef right now and 
yeah, so now I'm starting to learn a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. Uh. <laughs> no, I, the thing is, like, uh, I think um, Stefan, I remember, uh, like, and, and he is someone I really look up to. He's retired now. The first job he gave me was as a dishwasher. So I was a diplomatic mm. kid working as a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> the diplomatic dishwasher. <laughs> so it was like, I'm like, this could, it couldn't get better. And he realized, like, even though I was working in the dishwashing, I was still interested and still trying to learn. And then one day he's like, okay, stop this. Get into the kitchen. Start with baking. The toughest job I've ever done. I have, like, I have to give big respect to bakers. It's so physical. It's insane. Really, just like a like and like just kneading like kneading and yeah, exactly. Large, so it's uh, like kilos and kilos of the, like <laughs> NK bakery. I, I think the, the biggest trauma I have from a kitchen is uh, putting like raisins in Luciqueter during Saint Lucia. It's <laughs> like I think I did like like fifty thousand of them in a, in a week or something. It was it was ridiculous. <laughs> So, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, like I was, I was traumatized. Like even now, like I look at Lucicator, I just like turn around, like walk away. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, "Do you like it with or without without raisins, <laughs> without please?" Raisins, please. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's not the only place you've been. You've, no, uh, and then it was like I basically came into the eyes of Bicky Chakravarti, who owned uh, Elite Hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly, he recently passed away, but he was my. He's the person who actually got me to Sweden. So I had gone back and uh, they were, they purchased this factory in, uh, in Sala that is uh, like, or like Matfabrik in Sala. So these are the ones that actually build these uh, food for like Presbyron 7-Eleven. You get these packaged ah, foods. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they wanted to do a lineup of Indian food. So he called me back to start that. Wow. So wait, we, but you were back in India at this point. Yes. So you, you left Sweden. You go back to India. He calls you and says, we want to do this. Yeah. Come back, come here. back here. Okay. So I come back. We, we did this. But the thing is, like, we never ended up uh, launching it for 7-Eleven because of certain restrictions in terms of, like, allergies and those kind of But ah. we did it for the corporate business. And then uh, Ika had this Ika ready to go. Mm-hmm. We had their products in there for some time. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, like, maybe I need to start working in the kitchen so I can actually know, understand how the kitchen really works. Yeah. So then I started from ground up working in the kitchen. But, okay, so you, you never had schooling for this, but everything was hands-on experience. I too. did, like, a hotel management, but that's absolutely basics. Like, yeah, I knew right. how to use a knife, but that was it. That's amazing. So, yeah. You must have a, a special knack for that. Just I love cooking, yeah. I, yeah. I have to say that. I, I think I still love it. I've, although I'm, I don't really miss the kitchen, but I miss that rush that used to be in the kitchen. Uh, okay, this is jumping ahead a little because we often ask for <laughs> tips, but could you maybe throw in a few tips of like really good places to eat? In Stockholm. In Stockholm oh or, or anywhere so in Sweden. Many, there are so <laughs> many. Actually, recently I got introduced to... Uh, this Vietnamese place on, um, I think it's called Itnam, on Biyat Gautam. And like the banh mai there, it's like yesterday I need comfort food and that that just hit the spot. (laughs) (laughs) That was my lunch yesterday. They've got at least two locations, I think. There's one on Sadamam and and one by Odenplan. Yeah. Yeah, That is actually one of my favorite restaurants at this point of time. But yeah. Ah. Then for pizzas, Menomali, I think that you can't just go wrong with that one. Where is but this yeah. one? Again? I agree. <laughs> Minamale. Minamale. Yeah. They've got like four locations. There's one on on Sedamam, one on Kungsholmen, one in Vasistan. That's the one I. That's where this started. So mm-hmm. how come we haven't been there? And one in <laughs> oh yeah, we can go. And one in Ostermalm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Mons and I go uh, like all the time. The kids even make fun of us whenever we're like, "We're gonna go out to eat. You going to Minamale again? <laughs> Maybe." <laughs> 
it's good. And the prices are good, too. Really nice people. And then there was another restaurant, which sadly has closed down now, which I discovered once I started at my new work, was uh, a a place called uh, Ramen Kimama, which uh, did like these Japanese-style ramen. So I I was very upset. I went there for lunch one day and and they're like, yeah, they closed for good. It's hard to keep these places open in this line and... And then if, if somebody's lived in in uh, in Vazistan, they probably know of this little place called the Siberian Soup Kitchen. Siberian okay. uh, Soup Rocket. That, again, closed down. They used to have like one three soups a day and they were better than better. Or good. Oh. They were amazing. But don't tell us about yeah, places that closed. Yeah, that don't yeah, but this, this, but this, <laughs> sadly, it is, the, it is the case after COVID because such nice places shut down. Yeah. Yeah. But then you uh, you moved on. You're not doing chef work anymore. Um, I woke up one day, desi- <laughs> realized I, like I wasn't going with, uh, with anywhere with this since basically what I wanted to achieve in the industry I had already done. So I was pretty happy with uh, what I had done. And so I was like, okay, so went, resigned, <laughs> COVID hit, and then I was like, okay, what do I do next? And I, I had no plans, honestly. You're like, supposed I just to have that before you resign. Yeah. No, but it was like, I, 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 like, like honestly, I was in a place. Uh, <laughs> I was in that place where I was like, maybe I need to take a chance. Like sometimes it is it's just you just take a chance. You just take a yeah. leap of faith and just go on with it. And my wife Anna, she basically said like, "You're creative. Why don't you try front end development?" And I'm like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> so yeah, she she got me in touch with a friend of hers who was doing this boot camp. And I ended up doing that bootcamp and realized, yeah, this is something I would love doing. And I, I used to program when I was in high school. So I, I studied computer science in high school. Mm-hmm. And it, it just felt right. And then you ended up going to Hyper Island, right? Yes. I yes. Did. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty popular. Have we talked here. about Hyper Island? Like, Do people actually know what it is? Outside? I don't think we've talked about it on a podcast. So, like, mm. What is Hyper Island? Interestingly, like, it's, it's an experience-based learning school i think it, it, it's it's like they don't really have teachers what they have is what they call industrial leaders so people come in talk about different aspects of business now and they guide you through your learning so, but your learning is your own so a person like the person sitting right next to me might learn have a completely different learning pla- like uh, huh. uh, what do you say like path than yeah. i have because that's what they chose which is pretty cool i think i think it, it, the closest thing i could like uh, compare it with is an executive MBA, if people know. So okay. normally, uh, if you, if you, I think for an executive MBA, the, the minimum criteria is that you either spend between seven to ten years in the industry that you want to do your uh, your uh, master's in business in. And then your master's in business is tailored to that particular industry. And then you don't have teachers. You just have people that you, you can get in touch with or like they come in as speakers and then, yeah, you build your contacts and then you decide what you want to learn to make it better and they guide you through it. Hmm. That's an interesting uh, approach, I think. Yeah. I, I see of, why it's popular. A lot of sense, yeah. Okay, well, let's back up. Now, <laughs> this is going to be a little skewed, I guess, since you came here as a diplomat kid. <laughs> but <laughs> were there any things that you found very strange about Sweden when you came or did you make any terrible mistakes? Oh yeah, I did. I, yes, I, I yes. Think I that's have what done we want to Ample hear. months of those also. <laughs> I, I, I think the, the the weirdest thing I found was like there is nothing called small talk in Sweden. Right. So 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 coming from India, living in other countries, it's like I- even if you sat on a train 
or so, uh, something. You know, you could just have a conversation. With, uh, you can ha- you can start a conversation with people, and here that was just not the thing. As in, people had their headphones in and looking down on the computer uh, on their phone screens, and that was it. And even that, like, okay, th- coming to the blunder part. So I, I went to SFE to start learning uh, Swedish, and I had uh, a bunch of other students who were studying with me. And I realized one of the days coming back, uh, coming into school that they were on the same train as me. So I just got up and walked up to them. And they literally pretended like they didn't know me. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I said, hi. It's like, hi. And then they just went back to their phone. Initially, I would be like, uh, uh, what do you say? I-, I would feel bad about it or something. But like, I realized they weren't talking to each other either. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I was just like so confused. <laughs> if you try to talk to anybody, I, yeah. I have a couple of times like somebody will have an amazing bag or a pair of shoes and, yeah. and I'll say, oh, man, those are really cool shoes. And there's that moment of are you a crazy person or are you actually just a foreigner giving me a, com- a compliment because yeah. no Swede wants to do that. <laughs> No, it 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 was uh, like coming from uh, such a different background. I think uh, it it was quite a bit of a cultural shock, but I think it took me a while. I think it took me like good six seven years before I actually started feeling comfortable here. Or maybe I just became more Swedish. I'm not really <laughs> sure which came first. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a combination of both for all of us. No, I mean let's let's talk about you know, being a dog owner. Right. Um, so we both have dogs. Uh, our dogs are dating. They would make beautiful dog babies if they could, but they can't because one's a Jack Russell and one's a German Shepherd. <laughs> that would be the weirdest <laughs> dog ever. But there's a lot of people that are, you know, animal owners. And I'm just curious, you know, like, where are the best places that you go? So with dogs, Zach, that is, uh, it gets very complicated. So people normally think that just because there's a dog park, you can take your dog there. Like, But not all dog parks are nice. <laughs> Mm. It is, uh, in dogs, it is very easy for them to get, catch diseases from other dogs. Oh, I didn't mm. know that. So you have to find like spaces that are more cleaner, like there shouldn't be any leftovers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so over the time I have found like, uh, it's really funny that I found a place that is different from what Shayna recommended in oh, the yeah. place where Shayna recommended. <laughs> <laughs> We still need to go to this place that yeah. you found that I thought I recommended. The, yeah. <laughs> so there, uh, like the Rosemary Slot, they have like this open area where you can just leave your dogs and uh, to go play and everything. And one day, my wife and I were like, "Okay, Shana mentioned like let's let's go and ha- we live close to Rosemary, so like let's go and have a look." And we for the, the love of God, we couldn't find the place. And then we found this little place, which is b- between a forest, like the landscape is forest, right next to the railway line, and it was amazing. It is just amazing. I even take my dog now uh, to that place because we didn't have anything close to our place. But now they made some nice ones close to our place also. Oh, that's nice. So which is nice. And then we we go. We have been to Sponga. Yeah. Once. Then we've been to the one next to your place. Yeah. And the one that I absolutely love is uh, actually there is a Hun Sports Center like the next in Upland Swesby. So they have actually taken a part of their farmland and converted it into a big playpen. It's paid though. So it's but like it's 50, cheap, it's 50 right? kronas yeah. an hour okay. and it's huge. That's nice. So th- yeah. it's like uh, if, if you take a normal dog park and multiply it by like at least 20 times, I think it's it's re- it's really huge. Yeah. It's always awkward though when like the like the next person in line comes and they stand there and they're waiting because it's only one dog in this massive area or two dogs if it's us. Yeah. But like you like you have the whole place to yourself. Okay, and that the next part's pe- weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but this is paid. It's it's private land. This is not. But uh, it's but by it's the when government. the next person comes. Like if you're there from two to three, and the next person at three, they stand there and they wait for their turn, and you're kind of like, okay, 
Okay. okay, let's leave. Yeah. <laughs> but do you have to book ahead of time? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Because so I was going to say, it's, it's, it's what if it's not like a Tatsuga? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a laundry. They, like, they, put they the have an in. app that you have to book it through. So everybody <gasps> okay. knows. So it's, okay. All I right. think it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's absolutely and brilliant. And it's, it's, it's really nice. And it's, it's, it's not just for dogs because they also have like these like benches around. So even if you want to like just leave your dogs and just have a picnic for an hour, well, that's you can do it. Yeah. Okay. And it's half, uh, it's half like flat land and half a forest. Oh, that's nice. We'll be spending a lot of summer there. Yeah. I don't know anything about dog culture, and especially yeah, in Stockholm. Yeah, it's so it's you, you learn. I think it's, you learn very quickly. Mm-hmm. They don't give you a choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My my only thing with dogs is that living in an apartment in Stockholm, I think it would be difficult in the winter when you have to take your dog out early for a walk. So I, I don't d- think it's an apartment thing. I think it's generally a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah I d- but I just worry about the the winter. Not worry, yeah. but one of yeah. my concerns. You I think just don't want to go outside cold either, exactly. right? Like, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is tough though. Like some days, like when it's like minus twenty, you take your dog out. It's like get done, get done. Now <laughs> yeah. you go back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have I have a question for you. If what would you tell yourself now that you would have told yourself when you first moved here? Like, if you Good can go question. back ten years and tell yourself something. This is a tough one. <laughs> Because the thing is, like, with me, it has been that I have lived my life the way I have always wanted to. And I've been very, I I would say I've been very good at drawing a line where I didn't, like, didn't want to do something. So that way, I think, yeah, I'm very content. But on the other hand, I would say that I think being more patient would have helped me a lot. Mm. In what way? Mm -hmm. Like, I I am, uh, I can be quite strong as a personality. (laughs) Like, especially getting things done or... uh, uh, professionally so th- I think that would be something like I would have been like okay be more patient let people do the thing because I like coming from India I'm like okay get it done now like but yeah. it doesn't work in the Swedish environment and uh, I, I faced a lot of problems because of that probably sometimes the Swedes do like the, they have a lot space. of committees and they, they want things yeah, yeah really well the thought out the malicious compliance yeah. I think consensus. you can't push people here <laughs> No, no. It, it just it, that always backfires, and I don't know why. I still haven't learned that. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't learned it either. Yeah, so I, no. I think it's no. just like my upbringing because I've always been like what do you call a taskmaster. Like uh, yeah, yeah. I like to get things done. Yeah. yeah. For me, it is like you give me a responsibility, or if you if you come with come to me with a problem, once I've taken that problem, it's off you. Yeah. I take care of it. That's a brilliant skill. I know. But but then again, and then I start pushing people. <laughs> then. <laughs> It's like that. That means things need to get done. Yeah, but I do know that you are currently available and hopefully not on the market for long because we are gonna find you that next opportunity mm. because you are absolutely talented. Again, I, I know I say like when you get Karen in front of somebody, like that's it. You're done. You're you're love. Like you know. So I hope that well, just hearing how you got into the restaurant yeah. business, it's like, well, hell, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just it's just yeah. about getting you in front, right? And that's that's true. So that's what we will. Uh, that's what we're going to work on. Do you have a favorite Swedish saying? Yasso. I think that is probably it. <laughs> Yasso. <laughs> I, think I, just, I don't know wh- how I caught that. I think it was one of my colleagues who used to say that so often. That, you know, even like sometimes like I'm at, I've, I've actually said that in context when I'm talking in Hindi. Which is which is just <laughs> weird at times. <laughs> and my mother was like, look at that. What the hell are you talking <laughs> Yeah, some things can leak through. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's also like, yeah, it, it, for me, it's been like a mix of three different languages. So it's Swedish, English, and 
well actually four hindi and punjabi that's my mother tongue uh-huh. and like sometimes it's like i mix it so much yeah i think my english got imagine. worse after i moved to sweden because i started uh, like what is it, like spelling things in swedish and mm-hmm. then i didn't know if it was swedish or english <laughs> yeah <laughs> one language is a c one is a k and yeah. it's gets very confusing yeah you know, i think that that was something that i just picked up yeah well thank you for coming and talking thank to you us for today me over. yeah thank you and uh, thank you for all the good restaurant tips. Yeah, I want to go have pizza now. <laughs> <laughs>